2: We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating.
3: Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast not just about finding love on
2: television, but really about mentorship. It's about blondes helping other blondes really just live up to their reality dating show potential with, you know, some mixed success. Yeah, mentorship is not a
3: perfect formula, but it's week two of Clayton's season of The Bachelor, and we have this dynamic duo of early season villains who completely took over this episode. And we also got to watch Clayton just have absolutely no
2: idea what was going on or how to handle it. Incredible stuff. So much fertile ground for good discussion. And here to recap it all with us is the host of the podcast, A Little Help for Our Friends, and of course, Bachelor alum, Jacqueline Trumbull.
3: Hello. Hi, thank you for being here. It's
2: been too long. We're so happy <laughs> to have you back. And frankly, I couldn't have imagined a better episode. This one was incredibly entertaining.
4: There's, it's,
3: <laughs> it, it was packed. Like, I forgot how much can be fit into an early season episode of this show. Nonstop thrills. Um, <laughs> let's start at the very beginning when everything seems... Hopeful and fresh. The sun is rising over the misty mountaintops
2: and there's a butterfly. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Oh, is that, is that annoying? Sorry. No, that is the
3: <laughs> correct background. That's like the natural sound of the bachelor. That is the call of the single bachelorette contestant, the mating call. They are wooing their
4: way into the mansion. Um, you know, producers make us do that. And it, it actually kind of, it pissed me off watching it yesterday because I was like, this <laughs> makes women look so stupid.
3: It And it's so over, like, I feel like they went yeah. harder this year than I've seen in a
4: while. <laughs> totally. Yeah. like This felt like a real <laughs> throwback <laughs> woo vibe. Well, this whole season is the return of the whites. So, I mean, yeah. there, there aren't even any... Burnets on this season. It's just, it's just like fifteen lo- blonde, a lot
3: of blonde, a lot of blonde, um, and they really are all seeming kind of game to to give the producers what they want, which is a bunch of overamped women shrieking with delight because they're back in the mansion. They're like, yeah. they're selling this
2: mansion <laughs> it's like historic. It's just, it's it's basically <laughs> oh on par with. You know, the Washington Monument, the (laughs) Jefferson Memorial, and the Bachelor Mansion. It's the eighth wonder of the world. Like, (laughs) Susie does
3: call it historic and literally legendary. Rachel Lindsay memorably described this mansion as the dirtiest place ever. Jacqueline, I don't know what your
4: takeaway was. I just found the mansion super tacky looking. I mean, (laughs) it was funny when she called it historic (laughs) because there are these things that are almost like fake ruins, yeah, like they're in the outside. I don't, I don't. It's hard to, for me to like point point you to them. They're like outside the pool, and they're like fake distressed. Yeah, it's a mansion that's like in the style of a much
3: older building. It's like this is sort of like a villa esque mansion made of drywall. Yeah, it's sort
2: of like the time that I went on a work trip to West Texas and we went to a university campus that literally had a reconstructed fake Stonehenge on campus. (laughs) Like, that is the vibe of this mansion. (laughs) Yeah, and...
3: And it's not the aesthetic that you would normally see chosen now for a show, and I think that's why it feels historic. It's like this particular brand of new construction is not trendy right now. Now everything is meant to look actually modern, like really clean, really sleek, like gray. Like there board. is no
2: shiplap here. <laughs> there are no like beautiful white marble countertops. Mm-hmm. This is not a modern farmhouse. Yeah,
3: there are no like shiny wipe clean deck furniture. Everything is rustic um and the women are just like posing on the couches and being like uh oh, hi welcome to my home and i was just imagining producers like positioning these women around who are exhausted who probably haven't slept in like days and they're like all right pretend that this is your couch in your home and like you're so excited but we finally get through this jesse palmer gathers the women And introduces himself as the host of The Bachelor. He's like, Some of you may remember that I was once The Bachelor. And I was like, Probably not many, because some of them would have been (laughs) six years old. And personally, I don't remember who was The Bachelor uh, when I was six years old. No one. No one. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't remember. (laughs) And he's like, So I know it can work. And I just wanna say, he dated his winner for like 3 weeks. So, if he
2: knows that it yeah, works, it's how not he knows. because it works, he knows for it him. works. Yeah. He's like, "I just know. <laughs> I've absorbed the magic. I once went on the show and also am currently married." So, really who can say this This isn't a, a case of causation? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: They completely allied whether there's any cause. He's like, I went on the show, so I know it can work. And then Cassidy is like, and are you a happily married man now? And he's like, thank you for asking. Yes, I am. And I was like, I have a follow-up. Did you meet your <laughs> wife on this show?
1: <laughs> or
3: even within the 10 years following. Um, he's been married for about a year, I think. Um, but to his... Longtime girlfriend. Um, not someone he met on the show. Just going to point that out one more Weird.
2: time. But he's here with a date card because he, he is ready to perform his duties gamely. Rachel volunteers to read the date card. It's the first group date. Teddy, NC, Melina, Gabby, Kira, Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, Serene, and Cassidy. This is what dreams are made of. This date card, just to me, I was like, the
3: names on this season are outstanding. There's Genevieve, I, know, I love it. Kira, Teddy, oh, great names. No notes on the names. Some like other three notes. Or four of
4: them rhymed too, right? Yeah, you're I today. know <laughs> it
2: really worked. I think that's how they picked <laughs> who to put on this date. They were like, this flow is just really working. The flow from Kira, Mara, Sierra was
3: just perfection. Right, exactly. And so they meet Clayton at what he describes as a mega mansion in the Beverly
2: Hills. That's the technical term. The Beverly Hills and mega mansion. (laughs) I was like, could no one tell him that we just say Beverly Hills? Like, (laughs) what are the producers doing? They probably, this was probably their like 20th take. And they were like, whatever, enough. (laughs) We can't like have Clayton describe this mega mansion one more time or we'll like rip our eardrums They probably did
3: it intentionally to make him seem more like an everyman from the Midwest right? Like he doesn't even know about the Beverly Hills.
4: I don't think you could do more to make this guy seem like he's not from LA or any cosmopolitan area whatsoever.
3: (laughs) They keep finding ways to raise the bar. Like later he's on a boat and he's like, usually when I'm on a boat, it's on a lake because I'm from Missouri. (laughs) So Cassidy is excited to just have an afternoon of luxury with the rich and famous um every mega mansion in the beverly hills is just
2: full of the rich and famous at all times that's what you do in the beverly hills you Uh walk around and you say i am going to today have macaron (laughs) with the rich and famous Mm -hmm. yeah um instead
3: to her chagrin outside there is a bouncy house set up with a bunch of kids jumping around and playing And some of the women, of course, are ready to be maternal, to be like, this is my mom tryout, to be like, I love kids. Oh, my God. I've just desperately wanted to hang out with some 12-year-olds. This is what I was excited for today. Cassidy is like, no, I'm not even going to pretend to be happy about this. I'm just going to sulk until
2: Hillary Duff strolls up. And we have a clip of Cassidy's reaction.
0: You're the first concert I ever went to in my whole life. <laughs> I had a sign with your face on it. This is literally the best day of my entire life. I just met Hillary Duff, my childhood idol. I can't believe this is really happening.
2: Wow. Wow. So she's finally, finally happy. I really in this moment just felt bad for Hillary Duff. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> Hillary's like really I thought they'd have to at least try to play it cool. Well then Hillary is like I'm starstruck cuz I love The Bachelor. And I was like, yeah, but they're all just like people. Like they're not even you don't even know who they are yet, you know? <laughs> like you have to wait for them to become famous and then you can be starstruck by them. Um But, <laughs> but Cassidy is really playing this really oddly. I th- I feel like she's leaning out of all the things that you would think you would need to lean into she's like i my thing is i'm not into kids i know clayton really wants kids i'm not into that i am really into famous people
2: and yeah she's like i'm actually a huge concert. star
3: fucker yeah like, <laughs> she's just being herself though and i do love that um that is who yeah, she is i, I believe no one that. no one can accuse cassidy of not being authentic <laughs> And so Clayton introduces Hilary Duff as actress, singer, and of course, most importantly, mother of three. Hilary Duff. Nothing will ever be as important in any woman's life (laughs) as being a mother of three.
2: Once you're once you're a mother, all your other interests and identities, I thought, just like they're erased. You can tell that it's the most
3: important because if you know they're constantly just inviting various mothers of three to host. Group dates. And like sometimes, yeah, it happens to be a really fake, but that's just random. You know, the most important thing is that they be a mother of three. So, like, you know, it really could be any of the mothers of three you know out there. And Cassidy is like, screw the kids. I'm going to be bumping shoulders with Hillary Duff. This is going to be the best date ever.
2: Again, I was like, Hillary is not trying to hang out with you. She's just like, I agreed to host this date. I'm on a new TV show, like, I'm trying to do my press rounds, and I happen to watch The Bachelor. Like, she's not trying to make friends with a woman who's, like, screaming in her face, being like, oh, my God, you're so old that when I was a, like, tiny child, I was obsessed with you. (sighs) A 34-year-old should never be made to feel old uh, for any reason. Exactly. That's how I feel, personally. Not that I'm... (laughs) <laughs> 34 and invested and in not feeling old it's fine <laughs>
3: um but again it's just like the thing where you're like oh the thing should be to play it cool and to be like oh hillary duff like i guess i've heard of you and then maybe hillary duff will want to be your friend cassidy is like no i'm the pursuer in all forums um but the date activity is that they're throwing a birthday party for maya um and she has jobs for everyone to help like come together and throw Maya. Not who sure who Maya, Maya is. Yeah, okay. She's one of the kids who's there. We later sort of see her identified. But when the cake comes out, we see her. <laughs> um, but so they're all assigned various tasks, and Gabby and Cassidy are assigned to build a dollhouse. It looks sort of like a playhouse, actually. A playhouse. Yeah, kids' playhouse. But Cassidy doesn't want to build a a playhouse or a dollhouse she's like fuck a dollhouse not into that she leaves gabby to try to sort of lean the walls of the dollhouse together
2: (laughs) poor gabby is like trying to hold up six different large (laughs) pieces at the same time it's like assembling like the largest
3: piece of ikea furniture like by yourself like a large cabinet
2: Exactly. It's like a piece of IKEA furniture, but it requires you to hold up all four sides of the thing at the same time in order to screw the pieces together. Yeah. I was really feeling bad for Gabby. Um I also just really I like Gabby. She's I do too. Growing on me.
3: Yeah. She she seems very uh good-humored and yet she was still Not feeling pretty pleased with Cassidy (laughs) almost as soon as the date began. Um, (laughs) Cassidy is like, I don't care if Hillary doesn't like my work on the dollhouse. I don't care about the other women. I'm here to date Clayton. And so she grabs Clayton and drags him off to the, the Mega Mansion's pool for some alone time. And again, her strategy, as with Hillary Duff, is to just, like, sit him down and be like, here's the thing. Like, I really like you. I feel a lot of chemistry. I'm pretty sure I'm not going anywhere. You know, if you want me, haha, Like, I'm sticking around. You'll have to drag me out. And sort of puts the onus on Clayton to, like, reject her, like, very intense, like, come on. And, of course, Clayton is just like, a pretty girl likes me. So
2: yeah Clayton I can work it with is such an easy mark, oh yeah, <laughs> like the barrier to entry is very low
4: with Clayton, yeah. He seems like he does not know what he's doing there or how to handle any situation or how to have a conversation. What I did like about this, I mean, it, it was so uncomfortably intense the make out you know she starts climbing on him but i will say i was thinking about Clayton. like when i watch him my partner is very is kind of small and so i've had no sexual attraction to clayton but i did have the urge to like climb him like a jungle gym <laughs> and just yeah. see how high i could get you
3: know there is and something I like that's about that yeah that. it's evolutionary that you're like we you know have common ancestors with you know other apes and monkeys and it's like Mm -hmm. the climbing the tree instinct i think is very real in some part of our
2: brains we're like i do want to climb a tree and you're like wow that man has like arms that resemble very strong branches
4: yeah yeah he's so he's so large
3: he's like i wonder if i could sleep on his shoulder and be safe from (laughs) leopards throughout the night you know (laughs) Um, yeah, that's so that and she does like really seem to be climbing him during the makeup. But you're right. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing to the point that I thought he was really put off at first. Like I did, too. He seemed uncomfortable. She, he's like looking around nervously and laughing <laughs> awkwardly and being like, oh, it's so great that you're so confident. And like, I thought he was kind of trying to find a way out of the situation when she started the make
2: But this strategy ends up working. So I'm like, I guess he wasn't put off. Do you think he's just – do you think he's just really insecure and nervous that no one's excited to date him? Possibly. And so he just really wants that affirmation and, like, Cassidy did the the most overt thing yeah. you can do to show affirmation. She's like, I will Quite straddle possibly. you, make out with you, and tell you <laughs> that we're going to basically get married.
3: And not even, like, anything specific or, like, small talk or – bonding that we can see it's just like so here's the deal i'm into you we've met once i want to marry you i'm never leaving you to me you're <laughs> perfect um yeah i think that's if you have some insecurities that can be effective it's also just like watching like pickup artistry in motion it's like so often the strategies that women use i think are more subtle to try to make it feel more like they're letting the bachelor lead and to like play into like some sense of like I'm pursuing him, but I'm also leaving lots of space for him to pursue me. And she's just like, here's what you can do if you're a hot woman and you just like climb a guy. Like it works. <laughs> and it's a case study. You have to respect that. Yeah. In a way. I really do. Um, this is like the thing about her that like kind of bothers me the least. Um, is like, yeah, she's just going for it. That's great.
2: Yeah. No, this is yeah, the this is not the the part of. Cassidy's vibe that annoys me to be honest except there's a lot more that we'll get to right
3: she's left all the other women to do all the work none of the other women are getting one-on-one time with Cass with uh, Clayton it seems like
2: also it seems that even when she wasn't talking to Clayton she was just like sitting and fanning herself and refusing to help
3: yeah well it looked quite warm so you know it's difficult um it's time for the party to start Hillary calls out all the kids. And then, of course, as Hillary keeps saying, it's just the the madness of children, the chaos of children. Just everyone, all hands on deck, trying to entertain them. You need at least seven to ten adults to entertain five to seven preteens at all times. They're very demanding. I hope this isn't true. It's a little glimpse into my future. (laughs) Um, really terrifying. And you're gonna have to hire out. <laughs> I'm like, I should have done this before I had kids. But Hillary, like, where were you when I needed you? Um, but so Cassidy is really the only person who doesn't seem to be succeeding in her attempts to play with the kids. You know, Serene's having a tea party, Melina's clowning with them, Sierra's running games. And here's what Cassidy decides to do. Um, I think we actually have a clip of her conversation with a couple of the kids.
0: I spend as little time around you small people as possible, so forgive me. Not not by choice As necess- possible? Kids, see, because it's like this, you know, so I screw up and so I you're say things. So you avoiding us? What? You don't like kids? I don't have Wow. Them. Oh, okay. Look how you're coming for me. I'm living with 28 other grown women I haven't been come for like this the whole time.
3: Like, why would she think that would be a cute thing to say? Like, they literally are kids. And she's like, so I just, like, hate kids. And then she's like, why are you offended?
2: Also, she talks to them as though they're, like, one and can't understand what she's saying. Like, they're fully formed. They can have a conversation.
3: The only child she's ever been around is, like, her friend's newborn. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to use the same strategy for them." It's like literally like a child free Reddit post come to life and like speaking to several children and not a great approach Um, because she thinks she's being funny and it's like the joke is at their expense. So like obviously they're not they're not amused and she's like whatever I'm not here to throw a birthday party for a kid. I'd rather talk to Hillary Duff. So I've got a good. And Hillary, feeling about no one asked Hillary Duff if she'd <laughs> like to talk to Cassidy. Yeah, Hillary is Duff there, is like, I isn't... literally like kids, and I don't want to talk to Cassidy. But okay, <laughs> here we are. So she does chat with Hillary. Hillary's like, "How was the day?" And Cassidy's like, "So much fun. I feel really good about my connection with Clayton, and I'm starting to really realize, you know, that at a certain point." in this process, you can really put a target on your back by advancing the relationship. But you know, that's just what you're here to do. I'm like, Cassidy, it's the first date. Like, what do you think you're indicating by saying you already have a target on your back because of how you're pursuing your relationship? How how much time has there been for an issue to develop?
4: It was also just odd. She was speaking bachelor speak. I mean, to Hillary Duff, who doesn't care, like target on back. Advance my relationship with Col- Clayton, not Colton. Uh, really strong <laughs> connection. I, I just she's she's so it's like she's read a read or written a playbook for the show and can't. Uh.
2: Yes, and yeah. then and then is like I'll share that playbook with literally everyone I come into <laughs> yeah. contact with. Uh, yeah, everyone, especially like my idol, who I
3: want to impress by coming so off like weird. i'm extremely here for the wrong reasons like hillary duff knows what a bachelor villain looks like and every alarm bell in her head is ringing she's like visibly put off at this point and in her yeah, she interview so annoyed which i <laughs> loved she's like i see what cassidy's up to she's not going to make herself any friends but i don't think she cares and that's astute assessment. Yes. Um, but it's true. Like Cassidy is already she has planned this out to the extent that like before she's even had a chance to get a target on her back. She has decided like I've now made the moves to have a target on my back. And so like that's the point that I'm at in my like game plan for this, which. So her game plan, I guess, was to come in and be an early season villain. Like that's how she's acting. She <laughs> I, seems... I know. I
4: It makes me wonder, like when she's watching the show at home, which she's clearly done so many times, like who is her <laughs> idol? Like who is the person mm-hmm. where she's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Is it Corinne, maybe?
2: Maybe Corinne. That was sort of the only thing I could think of, but she's just like not nearly as good at doing the Corinne thing as Corinne. Right. Because she's not
4: funny. Is she? I mean, that was Corinne's whole thing, is that she was like funny and did what she wanted. Also, Corinne
2: deployed her strategy very strategically, <laughs> whereas Cassidy. <laughs> Like, has a strategy, but she's deeply unstrategic. Cassie is just so (laughs) pleased with
3: herself that she has a strategy, that she hasn't ever stopped to think through, like, am I doing a good job of implementing this? (laughs) Is this the right way? Um, Yeah, I think that maybe she just decided that, like, to be a really punchy villain would be a guarantee of screen time. Like, it's not maybe going to be the the ultimate best role you could have, but you can't guarantee that you're going to, like, win the show or mm-hmm. be the next Bachelorette. You can guarantee that you're a villain if you act like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is true.
3: So then she decides to carry out the cake, with which Genevieve has, like, painstakingly decorated for Maya and lead the happy
2: birthday. It seems like no one else knew this was going to happen. She just No, grabbed- she just starts yelling happy birthday everyone looks confused Genevieve's like that was the cake I decorated and then she just immediately fully drops the cake on the ground and it completely splatters yeah
3: if I was Genevieve I would have been so pissed Genevieve is pissed Genevieve was like that was very disrespectful to that felt fair yeah, I would be upset if I were Maya. I hope this wasn't her actual birthday. Um, probably. I suspect not. these kids are actors, but yeah, actors have birthdays though. Emma, my goodness. that's true. So so hurtful. Um, <laughs> probably wasn't really her birthday party, but um, at this point, Cassidy kind of instigates a little bit of a food fight, and then ends up covered in cake and frosting that she has, of course, to wash off in the pool.
2: No, that is you do not it's like wash her personal bath in a pool. It's very that is not okay. There's a reason they have you like shower off your body before you enter a shared pool. Yeah. That's that those little bits of frosting are just going to be floating around
3: in that mega mansion's pool. Just like baking in the chlorine. Ugh. Um <laughs> congealing. She's like, "Clayton, I have to go to the pool and wash off my arms so come with me and then she obviously makes out with him again um Genevieve is upset Gabby is upset no one else really got much time with Clayton and Cassidy has gotten a bunch of time and Cassidy to me I'm gonna say this is coming off a little bit drunk as well like I can't tell if it's just that she's trying to be messy but as the day goes on, she seems more and more, like, kind of physically messy to me. Like, in a way that sometimes attends having somewhat overindulged. <laughs>
2: that, like, she's not I mean, not that's fully... always a possibility. At one point,
3: she's like, I got to make out with Clayton twice. And she holds up five fingers on two different <laughs> hands. And I was like, does she know what's <laughs> happening right now completely? <laughs> I'm not sure. But regardless... She is carrying through essentially her strategy um drunk or sober and she's like I don't think he'll have his eyes on anyone else after this for the group date rose I think as of this moment let the record show
2: Cassidy might be a front runner It's always a red flag when you speak about yourself to the camera in third person Yeah can we think of a good like a fan
3: fave contestant who has talked about themselves in the third person I'm sure it's happened but like often a red <sighs> flag for me yeah, um, on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to discuss the evening portion of this group date.
0: Can you keep up? I like love.
2: If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary.
3: With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home blanket.
2: There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Sometimes there will be something that is just, like, nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and, like, take action is therapy.
3: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions, and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin we all carry around these stressors right and when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively
2: therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down
3: if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try Get up to 60% off at
2: babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI.
3: Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And we're back just in time to head into Big Daddy's Antiques, Mm. which I think is just a metaphor for the way that Clayton would like his life to go. He's already big. He wants to be a daddy. Not in the sex. Maybe he loves antiques. It's. Hard. I mean,
3: you know. We, yeah, th- we haven't learned that much about him. We yet, did so. learn. We did learn how he felt about classics. Um, unfortunately for Jane, but you know, maybe in other realms he does love antiques. Um, so sorry, sorry to Jane and all thirty-three-year-old women everywhere, including myself. Uh, <laughs> so they go inside and Serene talks to Clayton first. Serene. Is a teacher, like an elementary school teacher, and she did very well with the kids. She seems to have the approach that's good with kids, um, specifically of like, I talk to you like you're an adult, but in an age-appropriate way. Um, She like has a tea party with them, and they talk about why she became a teacher and how she wanted to like make a difference, and... I want to talk about how Clayton gives feedback. This is my first, the first instance that really stood oh out God. to me. He says... He is <sighs> extreme coach vibes. He says, I love the effort I've been seeing out of you.
2: Yeah, he's like, you brought your A-game to this practice <laughs> session. I think that we're in a really good position for you to head up into the starting lineup yeah. during the game. Bring that same energy yeah. during the next... I see,
3: I see those extra hours you're putting in at the gym. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's, listen, it's not going over It's really overlooked. starting to
2: pay off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, one thing that, you know, we haven't done yet. Um, and he goes in for the kiss. They have their first kiss. And uh, yeah, they seem to have a good chat. Serena's so beautiful. Like, I'm kind of taken a back oh my god she's wearing like a me ruched too. butter yellow mini dress that is seems really hard to pull off to be honest but she looks great i would never dare to wear
2: a ruched butter yellow mini i know dress. it was it had this effect where i was like maybe everyone should wear a ruched butter yellow <laughs> mini dress and i was like no no emma like that is serene specific yeah you're blinded by her beauty that's how influencing works
3: um So meanwhile, the rest of the women are talking about the group date, Rose. And Cassidy is like, time to make sure the women are definitely super annoyed with me. She says, yeah, I think he's going to give it to me because I told him I really liked him and he said he liked me too. And I just feel really confident in our connection. It's just so crazy. This is the first date. It feels like I've done this for way longer, which like, just like, why would you? It's She's antagonizing them.
2: She's like... She just wants... It's like she wants everyone to low-key
3: hate her. She's going it's for the so villain bizarre. edit. She's just so blatantly going for the villain edit. She knows way too much about this show to not be doing it on purpose. And, of course, this tees up a perfect opportunity for all the other women to be like, here's how you have personally wronged me today during this date. And Kira says you know, I want to bring up that you weren't pulling your weight in the decorating today. And Cassidy's like, I'm not here to decorate a birthday party. And they're like, actually, yes, that was the assignment that you were given. And she's like, well, but no one's paying us. And you know what? She's right. I think contestants should get paid. Let's talk, let's talk about unpaid labor on this. Yeah, look,
2: there is a lot of unpaid labor being done. And, um, I would have appreciated her a little more if she was like, this is the moment for us to discuss unionization. (laughs) Like a real bachelor union. Yeah, that's not that's not um, the direction she went in. Yeah. So the women are all like,
3: Clayton wanted to see how we did. And it was for the kids. And Cassidy is uninterested in any of these finer points of why she should have helped decorate. She's like, whatever, I'm not going to apologize for not hanging enough streamers. And Genevieve is like, no, you also smashed the cake I made. (laughs) And Cassie's like, whatever, it's silly. It's silly that we're talking about this. I also wonder if she is counting on some audience sympathy because the challenges do seem sort of silly and beside the point a lot of the time. And you're like, why do they have to do an obstacle course or whatever when they're supposed to be dating Clayton? Like, obviously, the more important thing is have a conversation with Clayton. We're all supposed to just pretend that this date activity is meaningful.
4: Well, it is. Scientifically speaking, it aids in attraction. <laughs> to perform well at the activities? Well, it, I mean, I think people putting people the activities are meant to put people out of their comfort zone and to essentially create a hormonal roller coaster. I mean... So which and there's like research showing basically that you're going to have more intense memories of an event if it puts you through the ringer in various ways. Like if it if it changes mood states rapidly. And that's what the, that's what all the dates do. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah. and That's
3: You know, that's interesting, too, because by removing herself from that, Cassidy is kind of remaining more in control of her experience. Like she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to not put myself out of my comfort zone. Instead, I'm going to enact my playbook of approaching The Bachelor, complimenting him, flirting with him, making out with him. I spent the day doing what I feel comfortable and confident doing and getting the result that I
2: wanted. And Cassidy is really sticking to her strategy. We have a clip of what she says in her ITM.
0: The girl's coming at me about streamers and cake as though that means anything in this. I mean, come on. I have not done anything wrong. I've done everything right, in fact, and I'm focused on my connection with Clayton. I'm not gonna be apologetic for the fact that me and Clayton have good chemistry and that I'm willing to go for what I want. They're threatened by me, and they should be. Narrowing this crowd down is gonna take a minute. Game on, bitches. I like how the
4: music is, like, from a war epic. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I know. The way it's scored is so wonderful. Yeah.
3: Then it's her slurping her mixed drink halfway through.
2: <laughs> Re-listening to this clip, I actually realized that I think she's styling herself after Courtney Robertson, not Corinne. Mm,
3: yeah, no, I actually... And that's a bold move, because she's, like, one of... She's, like the last villain to win, right? Or was Vienna after her?
2: No, Courtney was after Vienna. Yeah. So she was the last villain to
3: win, and it's been a while. But if you can pull that off, I mean, more power to you, I guess. I think it's very hard to do, but Um, Cassidy is certainly trying. Yeah, you can definitely see her waving the rose in the other women's face, like bonking them on the nose with it. Um, But some of the other women are getting time during all of this. Teddy, his first impression rose, winner. Tells him that she's already feeling really emotional seeing him with other women. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, does he still like me? And he's like, I do. I have very high expectations of you. Again, coach vibes. (laughs) He's like, I think you could really be a standout quarterback and even maybe go to the NFL. And (laughs) he's like, we're doing great. Don't cloud things by second guessing. Don't get in your head. Just get out in the field. Run the plays. Do what feels natural. It's all going to be great. And Teddy's like, I'm going to need a lot of validation. He's like, I can give that to you. And they make out. Um, so that's still that's still chugging along. He talks to Sierra. He's like, you're a light in the house. Gabby tells him she loves kids. He loves that. <laughs> Clayton and Genevieve decorate another cake together. Um. But none of these women are getting that much time because the group date, uh, like, getting much time, screen time, because the, the date narrative is about Cassidy. You can see Genevieve being like, I'm going to do this cute thing to, like, have a special moment with Clayton where I'm like, because my cake got smashed, <laughs> let's decorate another cake together. And she gets, like, a flashing half second. <laughs> um, and it's back to Cassidy versus the group. Like, it seems like Cassidy is now trying to instigate some sort of face-off with Mara. Who called her out in the earlier conversation, being like, I appreciate that you're ambitious, but you're going about it in a way I don't appreciate. And now Cassidy keeps, like, staring at her and being like, hey, why are you staring at me? And Mara's like, you're (laughs) staring at me? So bizarre. And so Cassidy takes this opportunity to stalk off and get some time with Clayton. She's like, I'm focused on my connection with Clayton, and maybe if they did the same thing, they'd be getting the group date rose, but they're not. Very confident. I'm so mad that this pays off for her. But she sits with Clayton. I know. And again, just does the thing. She's like, I really like you. Do you really like me? Because I really
2: like she, you. There are no specific things that she actually likes about him. But she does like him, and she wants him to know that. She also does a weird thing where she makes a little dig at Gabby to Clayton.
3: Yeah, this is just weird. She says, like,
2: "I, I had such a good day.
3: I pulled you first. We had the first kiss. I'm feeling really confident. The little shit doesn't matter. I didn't come here to make Gabby happy. Which, first of all, makes it sound to him... You would think like she's competing like she wants to be first like she's the little commenter underneath the post who's like first like I did it. I'm here and and then making a implying that she's having conflict with Gabby like why is she
2: telling him about again Clayton is the easiest mark. He's just like oh yeah this just works on him. He comes back to the group. He's like I love the effort you made today. (laughs) Well we know how he feels about effort.
4: Yeah. On and off the field. <laughs> Sorry, Very good. Just had, to, just had to note that.
2: <laughs> no, it's. Imp- I think it's important. I think it's a, the clearest running theme and the clearest um, insight we've gotten into Clayton's personality because we haven't gotten a lot. Yeah. But he comes back to the group and Clayton's like, Cassidy, you get the rose. And the other women are just visibly deflated, super upset. Yeah. Mara has to kind of walk off and you can tell that she's mad at herself for caring but she's been rattled by Cassidy and she starts kind of crying it's just it's one of those things too where uh, like
3: I can see why all the women were on edge because Cassidy has been allowed to kind of take all of Clayton's time during the state while they were doing chores but then to actually confront her about it is a lose-lose proposition. Like why you have to just kind of let it roll off your back.
2: It wasn't going to yeah, it wasn't going to work especially when your complaint is like you didn't focus enough on a child's birthday party. Like I get why they were annoyed, but it wasn't it wasn't strategically smart. And Cassidy knows that because she tells a producer that her rose
4: smells like victory. I yeah. will say though that that there is an important use for confronting her, which is that mm. it, it's banding them together, mm. you know? Mm. And so she's bound to get kicked off in a few episodes because the entire house now is like verbalized out loud, you know, you're, you're the villain. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think, true. I
2: think that is right. And I do think we kind of see that come back to bite her when Sierra talks to, to Clayton towards the end of the episode. But back at the house, another date card has arrived and it's for Susie, who is getting the first one on one. Let's take our love to new heights. Adrenaline date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and meanwhile,
3: Cassidy, fresh from her victory, is gloating with Shanae, who is apparently her BFF now. Like they just instantly became best friends, uh, mentor, mentee. They've got a sort of uh, co-working relationship. <laughs> and Sinead's like, oh, my God, you got the group date, Rose. And Cassie's like, yeah, it just solidified that I don't have anything to worry about, not just until this rose ceremony, but until further notice. Like, she's talking like that, <laughs> like, in this very, so weird, weird. tone.
2: Like, it, I can't even I describe. feel like, honestly – Cassidy has also sort of um, embraced some of Clayton's coach-like energy because she's like, Shanae, I'm here to walk you through this.
0: Well, specifically
2: yeah. she says, I'll be your sensei. She does a and little like a bow. Fake bow. Yeah. Girl, no. Um, no, they, she, Shanae
3: is like, oh, I haven't even talked to him yet. And Cassidy's like, don't be jealous. You'll get your time. It's like she's kind of a – it's almost like she's a character in a movie where you don't be jealous yeah you like see you you think she's cool and then you like see a cutaway scene of her like scheming and you're like oh no (laughs) um she's getting so overconfident so early she's like there's no legitimate competition for me the person who starts acting like this on week one week two week one of dates like never wins really in the modern era of this show um But yeah, so she's acting really overconfident. Meanwhile, Shanae tells her about the one-on-one. Cassidy correctly guesses that Susie got the one-on-one. So they've been scouting out the competition. And (laughs) Shanae is like, it was like so dumb. She was like, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I don't know how to feel. I would have been like jumping up and down. And Cassidy is like, well, people like that don't tend to last. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? You've clearly watched so much of this show. Susie is playing this, like,
2: finalist style. Like, she's not... Susie is just very obviously final four.
3: She's got the whole package. She's like, I'm full of feelings. Like, I'm not so excited that it rubs the other girls the wrong way. But I'm not not excited. Like, I'm excited, but also, like... Will he like me? You know, she's she's ready to let Clayton like take care of her, and but also be up for anything.
2: She's like got bringing like all the components of like a top contender. And we cut right to their date. Clayton is driving Susie to a secret location, which is a helipad, because they are going up in a helicopter. Yeah. Um.
3: She plays this, again, really well. She's like, I'm so nervous, but I'm excited. Like, I have to hold your hand. Like, I'm scared. Like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. They fly over the mansion. The women see them. I have to assume
2: the production was like... production always is like look up there that is the date aren't you upset that you are not there
4: it was kind of funny correct me if I'm
2: wrong Jacqueline when we
4: were when we were in Italy on my season Becca Martinez was desperate to go on a helicopter date and the hotel we were in was like right next to a helipad and we saw like a a helicopter go up into the air we're like oh my god it's finally time for the helicopter date it was totally unrelated to (laughs) (laughs) that. It's like there are helicopters for other things.
3: <laughs> I don't recognize that. But, but yeah, they must have pointed out because personally, I can't recognize the passengers of a helicopter that's in the air. Um, but Rachel is pissed. She's like, I'm a pilot. It should have been me. And I was like, they're not going to have you go up and just be like, oh, I'm totally comfortable with this.
4: I love flying.
3: <laughs> no, you're never going to get the flight date until your hometown. So like, bide your time.
4: I I really liked how Colton was like, do do you trust me? She's like, well, I'm going to have to. Colton, Clayton. Damn it, Clayton.
2: Clayton." I I keep doing it too. I keep doing that too. We've done it a million times.
4: Why do they always position The Bachelor as if he has anything to do with these dates? Like, do you trust me? Oh, you know, and then you have to thank him profusely for, like, the experience that production has given you. They're about to land a helicopter piloted by somebody else onto a yacht piloted by somebody else. And they're just going to step out together. And they're acting like this, like Susie needs to trust him for this.
3: Well, it just it just sets up kind of the dynamic that we all know that a man and a woman should have in a heterosexual relationship, which is like. Everything that happens to them is because of him, and she well, should be provider. thankful and deferential. He's the provider. <laughs> he's the strong shoulder. She is the grateful person huddled underneath the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for shielding me. Um It doesn't matter if it's all because of like props that he doesn't even control. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, we know
2: who holds the real power here. And it's obviously Clayton and his beefy, beefy shoulders. The real, I think we know that the real Big Daddy is
3: production (laughs) on this show. (laughs) But we're pretending it's profound
2: (laughs) and true. Another, you know, just really important and defining fact about Clayton that we learned during this date is that. He likes to have a glass of wine. He he likes to have a meal sometimes. So sue him, you know? He just he's he just one to, of those guys he likes to that cook together. That like finds cooking together to be a good date. They always love that.
4: Groundbreaking. Maybe you turn on a
3: little music? You know? This was like, this is such a universal, like interest between couples that it's almost like don't even bother talking about it. Like we know. We know you're gonna have a glass of wine and cook dinner together. More importantly, we learn that his signature dance move is a little wiggle and that Susie's really into that. She's like, I Cause love Because she's a the class wiggle. clown. She's just goofy. <laughs> um he's like he's so into her at this point. He's gushing. He's like she seems so humble. She seems so genuine He's like I. I gave my my first date to her, which is not typically the the date of the woman who wins the show. But he's like, maybe I underestimated her. Like, maybe she could be not just top four, but like
2: top one. There's real (laughs) potential. If I, at this moment, had to guess who wins, Susie might be my Susie's my pick. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They land on a yacht uh, for their champagne hang and. <laughs> He's like, this is more bougie than my usual day. <laughs> and they, uh I mean, same. And they make out. They swim. They jump out of the
2: yacht. They swim in the water. This is a good I wanna date. I want to call out that I, yeah, this is a great date. And I also was super into uh Susie's one piece bathing suit. It was really cute. It was classic and kind of and sexy and. I was like, where did you, where did you get that? Yeah. I need that. <laughs> and when I
3: tell you, I've purchased like four bathing suits in the last year and I have been in the water like one time. <laughs> and I'm it's always just, like, I could use another bathing suit. <laughs> uh, night date, they get all cleaned up and they have drinks and... Of course, as you must do at this point, they talk about their parents and how long they've been married for, both a very similar long period of time. So that's good. That's compatibility. And she's very close to her family. And he's like, family is just so important. I think
2: it's the most important thing. She's like, that's so true. And then, of course, it's time for the requisite trauma dump. Yeah. And... Susie tells Clayton that a year ago, her father got very, very sick, and he went into multiple organ failure and was in the hospital for a long time. Like, terrifying. Uh, And when he finally got home and got to hold Susie's brother's son for the first time, the whole family was like. Just like, wow. Wow. This
3: is so important. I feel like I lost kind of the thread of what she was saying here, but obviously that would be a very emotional experience.
4: It almost felt like she knew she had to go in there and do what she was supposed to do, but it was, it was awkward. Like he didn't know how to respond to it at all, which is the Um, primary job of the bachelor is respond to the trauma stories. You can do that. He's not great at this. No,
3: they should. I mean, the more seasons I watched, the more I'm like, why was this lead not prepared with some really good, just scripts for how to handle this moment. And he basically says, like, wow, I can't imagine how hard that would be, which is not the worst thing to say, but like he does seem completely caught flat footed by this mm-hmm. moment. Um meanwhile she goes on and says that her mom always slept in the chair next to her dad while he was in the hospital and it really showed her what she wanted in a marriage. And he's like, I love that.
2: Um <laughs> He says something very weird. He's like, I love that you can see the good with the bad. And then says, I think that's what you need in a partner because you can, like, lead me to be better because you've already figured, like, your shit yeah, out. he's like, you basically. seem like you have it all figured out. And she's like, no, I'm, she's like, 24. Like, like, no, like, <laughs> lots, lots to work on. Also, I was like, oh, my God. It is not... I don't think the relationship that women should be um, <laughs> aspiring to is a relationship in which they have to fully shepherd their male partner's emotional growth. Like, you've done your work. Now you can do dude, my emotional labor dude as well.
4: This nothing. I
2: just this was, this was a very, like, are you my mommy
3: moment. He's like, are you going to be the person who's going to help me learn how to handle life? maybe i don't know it seems like you mind she's like no no not quite (laughs) um but i see the what he's saying about having like compatible like uh complementary strengths i guess but it's like what are you going to teach i just can't really tell
2: (laughs) right i can't tell what his strength is like you have to offer something in return here uh he offers a wiggle (laughs)
3: <laughs> and you know what? Not every guy can do that. So speaking of Wiggles, he says at this point, without offering a rose yet, um, he's which I think is a bit of a deviation from the form. Yes. He's like, I want to end the night on the right note. They go into another, into a ballroom for a private concert from Amanda Jordan singing her country ballad, I Choose You. Just a little plug for Amanda Jordan there. Never heard of her. Uh, but now thanks to The Bachelor. So they, they hear Amanda Jordan's song. They make out on the dance floor. The camera lingers on a single rose. Will Susie get this rose? She will. She will. She will. As the song continues to play behind them, Clayton goes to get the rose, brings it back to Susie on the dance floor and offers it to her and says, your true colors are so beautiful. This was like the end of like a, a high school rom-com or something. <laughs> it's like you're on the prom dance floor. And your crush is like, it was you all along. <laughs> and a love song is playing in the background. <laughs> um, I liked this this move actually compared to doing the rose at dinner. It added a little extra something
2: cinematic. I did too. And look, I think that Clayton and Susie, there's some real promise here. We're seeing the beginning of something special.
4: I was just gonna say that when you're on the date, the dinner date, and the rose is sitting there, it's kind of like sitting with a sort of Damocles. Like you just, <laughs> you the whole conversation. You're sitting there, like staring at this thing. So it it did. It was probably nice to keep the pressure off. Yeah,
3: and to know that you got the concert anyway, you gotta yeah. be feeling that like things are going well. Um, yeah, made it feel more romantic and less like yeah every pass of the hand you're waiting for him to pick it up exactly Um, back at the house Cassidy is continuing her mentorship of Shanae Um, Shanae is waiting to hopefully be on the second group date of the week and Cassidy has some advice for her I think we have a clip the earlier you get started the better I
1: know if I get this next date my mentality is I kind of have fire under my ass
0: you know early connections are what last right no That's matter why need how to get much you have to get in there to be a competitor here yeah. to have a shot you gotta be the girl who's like let's go yeah i'm ready to go i'm on fire like i'm ready if you get the group date rose tomorrow what should be such a f- shake up that'd be awesome dude i have to <gasps> dude, i have
3: to I, have, I don't even know where to start with this <laughs> but i actually want to start at the end which is that they're like if you get the group date tomorrow, Rose, that would be such a shake-up. They've barely been here for, like, a single day. Yeah, there's
2: nothing—there's no dynamic to shake up. <laughs>
3: like, what are they talking about? It's like, everyone knows Shanae will never get the group
2: date, Rose. Cassidy thinks she's, like, the coach in, like, a Rocky film, and there is, like, we're in yeah. a dramatic montage. Shanae is, like, Shanae the mighty is running up the stairs, like— <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a real disservice to the mighty dogs.
3: <laughs> well, she's the underdog, and Cassidy is like coaching her up to take on whoever they have, I guess, identified as like
2: a f- an early front. I think runner. it was Iceland in the mighty dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take on Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, but they're ready.
3: Yeah, they're fucking ready. They're ready. And, you know, not the worst advice, but it does, again, make me feel like Cassidy came in with a ton of research and then proceeds to make some choices that would seem to guarantee her an early exit. So, again, questioning what all her research has gotten her. But she's right. Got to get in early,
2: make an impression. There is a delicate balance, though. Yeah. Like, the ideal is that you get in there, but you don't... You don't fuck up everyone else's time in the process. That is not going to ensure your longevity. Yeah. Well, it's like there actually is a strategy in having people not hate you. Yeah. And it's like it's also like the effortless
3: perfection thing. If like if Shanae is constantly trying to make an impression and then fuming when it doesn't work and then like visibly trying to like right the ship and make a bigger impression. Then it's just clear how much effort she's making, and no one wants to see a woman try hard. Like, they want you to be like, oh, oops, me? I made just, like, a huge impression on Clayton. I can't believe it. Like, it's (laughs) so exciting. I just, like, happened to win the competition and get the most time with him somehow. But the date card arrives. Not everyone's going to be on
2: it because it's week one. So Marlena, Elizabeth, Kate. Sarah, Lindsay, Rachel, Tessa, and Shanae. The date card says, I don't want anything to stand in the way of our love.
3: And Shanae is so happy to be on this card. In her, in the moment, she's, this is when she first introduces her alter ego, shanae She's like, shanae here. He's gonna like me. We're gonna have a one-on-one. Everything's going to be amazing. Shanene's ready. I'm like, stop saying Shanene? Like, why?
2: (sighs) And also stop, again, speaking about yourself in the third person. Well, you have to speak about your alter ego in the third person. Um, It's a different
3: person. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean... This is, I mean, I understand that her name is Shanae, and it probably feels like a really easy setup to be like, I have this alter ego that's the more like fun, bold version of me. But like, the reason that she's reaching for Shanae is because it is like laden with all of these really negative, harmful stereotypes about black women. And that mm-hmm. dates back to like, I think it was a Martin Lawrence character. Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of him portraying uh, a Black woman named Shanene who was supposed to sort of represent, like, a very negative stereotype of, like, an urban, poor Black woman. And we've also seen, like, like the YouTuber Shane Dawson used to do a character named Shanene, and he's white, and it was, like, a really nasty, like, kind of blackface caricature. And so, like, there is this, like, really toxic connotation associated like that's what the word refers to and so for her to keep calling herself that is like extremely like offensive like i i was like really taken aback um but it does continue throughout the rest of the episode so buckle yeah up. don't worry there'll be a whole lot more of that uh jill and eliza did not get a date this week and
2: i would have loved to see more of both of them so bummer for me me too. Hope, hopefully um, in the next episode. But we head to the date. Shanae is bringing the energy that Cassidy has coached her to embrace, which is just getting in there. She does the full run and jump right into Clayton's arms. But that's probably the best she performs the whole date.
3: Yeah, this is her high watermark. And at this point, they, they all go inside a building and Z-Way is there, Sitting at a teacher's desk with her feet in white (laughs) boots propped up on the table. She looks great. And
2: she's like, you're late. She's going to be doing Mean Teacher. I loved it. Marlena is like, oh, my God. I feel like Marlena was having the reaction I had, which is, how did they convince (laughs) Z-Way to be on this show?
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like being the host of a bachelor date must be sort of weirdly tempting because you're like, I would just like skewer the shit out of this. But then you are at the mercy of bachelor production to edit the footage. Um, and I don't know if that served uh, Z-Way, although she's still great.
2: Just like I feel like Z-Way and Hilary Duff probably came off the best of anyone yeah. in this episode. <laughs> So
3: they all sit down. Elizabeth nabs the seat next to Clayton. Shanae is already just, like, smack on the back of the hand. Like, I should have sat down next to him. Cassie would have sat down right next to him. Like, I'm failing. Like, bad student. And Ziwe introduces herself, icon, myth, legend. She's like, we're going to be talking about relationship red flags, kitten fishing, zombieing, bread crumbing. Clayton gives us also some insight into why he's excited to have Z-Way here. And I think we have a clip.
0: Z-Way is known for asking very hard to um, answer questions, which is really going to be exciting today to see how these women handle this. And we're going to see who's really real and who might uh, be put up a front.
2: I'm like, Clayton, is, is that what that is Z-Way is known for? <laughs> That's a big that part is, of it. It's, it. It is a big part of it. It's like, I I think that there might be, you know, another specific angle to the tough questions that Z-Way traditionally asks, but... Well,
3: she's, I mean, she's got a lot of, a lot of material to work with here in terms of asking difficult-to-answer questions. So, to do this, they will be playing Never Have I Ever to suss out their relationship red flags. So, apparently nude photos, having sent a nude photo is one. I was like, well... (laughs) Is it like if you're like thirty two, like, and you've been dating? I assume I did appreciate it's that
2: Clayton. That Clayton was like, yes, I've done this for sure. I bet Clayton is also like, I would like to date someone who would
3: send me a nude.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, Clayton's like, like first of all, I want to receive nude photos, and I'm also game to send a dick pic. Like that's yeah. just the energy I get from Clayton. Um,
3: yeah. So, so Kate, Rachel, and Elizabeth all admit that they have sent nudes, and he Way's like red flag. Um, basically, Obviously all of them, all of
2: the women <laughs> have faked orgasms, and Clayton has not. Which uh,
4: I have
3: heard that men can do it. Um, he's like, "How would I even do that?" And I've heard it's possible. You know, I'm being a woman; I have no firsthand experience um, with how you would pull that off, but. You know, it's something for him to look into. Uh, (laughs) Cheated on a boyfriend. Kate has, and so has Elizabeth, who really doesn't want to admit it. She's like, does high school count? Um, You can just lie, you know, unless you think your (laughs) high school boyfriend's going to pop up somewhere.
2: (laughs) And Shanae is just infuriated. She has basically decided, without interacting with Elizabeth on this date that she's in a fight personally yeah. with Elizabeth. It is so
3: bizarre. She's like, cheating is a red flag. I tell them that to their face. It's like, yeah, Sinead, everyone knows it's
2: a red flag. Also, like, that's it's not... literally part of the game. Like, V-Way yeah. said it was a red flag. Everyone's admitting collectively that it's a red flag. Yeah. I don't really groundbreaking
3: stuff from you, Shanae. Um, Elizabeth and Clayton are taking advantage of their proximity to flirt a lot And Sinead is just really irritated because, like, Elizabeth is being so over the top about it. In other words, succeeding. And Sinead doesn't (laughs) like that. But finally, z asks, never have I ever felt judged in the house. And Sinead raises her paddle to say, I have. And Zwei asks her to elaborate. And I don't even want to talk about this part, but we must. So I think we have a clip of what Sinead says.
1: So when I first came here, I wasn't shenay I was shenay, so I was really timid and shy. But shenay is kind of coming out. Like, my personality Shanae-nae. is coming out. Like, it's. I think it's a good thing. Can you nene I think. Okay, so it goes something oh, like...
0: Go. Sweet. Right. Wait! Oh!
2: Yeah! Okay, watch me. Oh, my God <laughs> Well, first of all, before we get into the content, I want to say that she... Never, in fact, answers the question, which is, you said you feel judged by women in the house. And she's like, sure, but while we're on the subject, let me introduce you to my alter ego, <laughs> Shanene, and then let me attempt to nene in front of the entire group. I-, I was horrified throughout this entire scene. Claire is still <laughs> speechless. <laughs> I mean You've got
3: to do what Ziwe wants you to do. She's not very good at doing the nene. But she she does try, she, which makes Z-Way very happy. But I just I just can't even process what made her want to be It's almost like she's like in this moment all I want to do is make sure everyone knows that I think of myself as like having an inner alter ego whose name is Shenene, and like I really just want everyone to know that that's true and that's okay.
2: And why would you do that? Shanae makes some of the most bizarre choices
4: during this day. I'm usually the person who plays devil's advocate and like tries to defend the behavior. Cause I can be like, oh, I can see how in some universe maybe I would do. This is so far from like anything that would even cross my mind to do. It's, it's just, I don't, it's hard to know what to say. Yeah. It's I just don't. bizarre.
2: And it doesn't particularly, it doesn't endear her to literally anyone. It doesn't help build connections with the other women. It doesn't help her build a connection with Clayton at all. Yeah, I
3: think that she's just like, I need an opportunity to show Clayton my personality and that I, like, stand out. Um, But she does that by sort of implying that other women are judging her, and then she never elaborates on how that's been the case. And it's just... Yeah, it's it, it's a it's an awkward it's a whole awkward situation
2: and I don't I just really, really wanted to hear Z Way's unfiltered yeah. uh, thoughts about well, this There is
3: this moment where she nods like kind of thoughtfully and repeats Shane and, and she's
2: like Shin
3: It's you can hear the tone of her voice. Well it's just like, like,
2: like when you watch her hmm.
3: show, like you're familiar with this sort of like how she right. re- reacts in this way to like kind of keep coaxing people to expose themselves a little bit. But like, she's not in control of this show. Like, they, we just get like whatever production shows us. And so that was sort of like a, an interesting moment seeing her working within that. Anyway, um, I can't
2: talk about this anymore. Um, we have to talk about an obstacle course because they are here to demolish relationship red flags. By way of chugging milk. It's like they were
3: like, you know what, we haven't done in a while that people really love? When we make women chug a bunch of milk, it's been too long.
2: <laughs> I was honestly surprised that no one threw up.
3: Well, they mostly it's just poured it all, over they them. just
2: dumped it on themselves. <laughs> it was a lot I of milk. That honestly, a good tactic. I would have done that too. I think you could hurt yourself by trying to chug that much milk that quickly. You would get very ill. I love when Kate. Who just pours the whole bottle (laughs) down her shirt is like, there's milk in places where milk should never
3: be. Yeah. And so they have to do all these different humiliating, like, they have to, like, go across the slip and slide. They have to chug all of the milk. Kate's like, there was milk in places where milk should never be. And if she ever breastfeeds a child, I regret (laughs) to tell her what's going to happen. It gets everywhere. They're all completely covered in milk and then they have to go to a like a jello pit and try to hop onto tiny like bits of sponge to get across it without getting covered in it's, jello. It's called breadcrumbing, Crumbing, Claire. Sinead comes up behind Elizabeth in the breadcrumbing jello pit and essentially just like hurls her by the legs into the they jello. They show a slow-mo and
2: she is just fully body checking her.
3: Clayton's like, good
2: tackle, good tackle, babe, good tackle. Yeah, honestly, that might work on Clayton. (laughs) Clayton's like, this is what we've been training for. (laughs) Leave it all on the field. So Sarah
3: ends up winning, um, despite Marlena, who is a literal Olympian, being in the pool. I mean, if you just, like, wipe out in the jello, you know, there's no accounting for these
2: things. Balance is a different skill. And
3: Shanae is livid that she didn't win after literally like committing some light assault and battery. And she just keeps bringing it up in this really aggrieved way like, oh, Elizabeth, you're mad I tried to push you. Well, I was trying to win and I didn't. And it's like, sorry you didn't win, Shanae. Like, I'm Our bad. Um, and that brings us to the end of the day date. And I think we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back once the jello has been washed out to talk about the night date.
0: Can you keep up? I like love.
2: Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats! Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola.
3: Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. com. Article believes in delightful design for every home.
2: And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain.
3: So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of 100 dollars or more.
2: They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back and the women are newly cleansed of their jello. They're no longer sticky. Their hair has been blown out and they are back at Big Daddy's Antiques, Clayton's <laughs> fave local hang. You can literally like hear someone being like maybe
3: he loves antiques. <laughs> They're like does he have a personality trait or like an interest? Is that
2: that could be cool. Sinead, on the other hand, has, has not calmed down during her break mm-hmm. in the state. She has, if anything, amped it up. And she's decided that she's furious at Elizabeth, which is compounded by the fact that Elizabeth steals Clayton first after his little toast. Yeah.
3: Elizabeth is fast. I mean... Respect. The, the sound of the glasses clinking is still in the air when she grabs him. And <laughs> Shanae's like, I should have been that on it. And also Elizabeth was, and so she's a bitch. Um, Elizabeth sits with Clayton, and they talk about how much they both love freestyle rapping. I was so grateful that no one... Um... Tried. Tried, In this yeah. scene. Yeah, small mercy. Um, but they do kiss. They have their first kiss. And... Meanwhile, Sinead can hear, the whole group can hear Elizabeth laughing. And Sinead is so upset that she has to leave and go outside on the verge of tears. And Marlena very sweetly follows her to comfort
2: her and I asks felt so wrong. bad for Marlena. I'm like, <laughs> Marlena's just trying to comfort a crying girl. And then this is what she ends up hearing. This is what Sinead
1: says to her. We have a clip. I'm gonna cry to Clayton, tell you that. I was so excited to talk, I was ready, and then mm-hmm. boom Elizabeth. And that's what f- pisses me off. She stole that away. Like, I see how terrible she is. Right now, my, my calls are out. Like, I don't even know if I wanted him to. Yes, I want him to get to know me. Right now, I'm like, you know what? You want to f- see a Red Flag? This is how I feel. Because I'm that pissed.
0: okay, it's okay.
1: Feel how you feel. Look
0: like, in the f- room.
1: Elizabeth is fake. She's two-faced. She made me cry. I don't like people who make me cry, especially people that don't matter to me. Cannot wait to just like throw up on him about Elizabeth. There's so
4: much
2: here. First, Elizabeth did not make
4: Shanae cry. Well, she in fact did That's the, an insane she claim. She did the thing that Shanae wanted to do. Yeah. So, in other words, she did nothing wrong. She just did the thing that Shanae was planning on doing herself. This is the most unhinged moment. I, I mean, I've seen <laughs> it. In is, a long it's time. unhinged. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's and poor Marlena is just there receiving all of this.
3: Yeah, you can imagine just being like, something must have happened, and going out to kind of like be like, what happened, and to hear is something really painful, maybe like a personal trauma that's being brought back up, or like something like that and is just like i fucking hate that bitch my claws are out because like i just hate her and you're like oh that's what this is like i (laughs) wish to like she's literally just being like okay you can you can feel how you feel that's feel yeah sure feel that it's okay (laughs) like what else can you say it's so awkward um Yeah. So and also some really bad game planning being done by Shanae here, who is like, it's time for me to stop worrying about getting to know Clayton and start planning to just vent out how much I hate another player to him.
2: Here's the thing about going after someone else. You might hurt them, but you are also going to 100% guaranteed hurt your chances of a connection with the lead. Yeah, Um, but I think at this point she might be more concerned with destroying Elizabeth.
4: I wonder if she's never seen the show before because she seems so committed to Cassidy's mentorship Mm. and like failing her (laughs) that she's just totally unravelled.
3: What if we find out that she is like secretly Cassidy's child and like (laughs) they've like they have this beautiful bond. I don't know. There's just something between them that I've never There's seen on this show movie. before.
2: There's a Lifetime movie somewhere in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you
2: should write this script. Sinead seems
3: like someone who would have more information about the show than than just what another contestant is telling her. Um, but I can see from what a wild strategizer is why she might think she would benefit from someone else's guidance <laughs> because when she's alone, she makes very bad strategic decisions. <laughs> So, you know, Clayton, meanwhile, is getting time with some of the other women. He's making out with Sarah. He's chatting with Marlena. Hilarious. Like, he must have been just, like, told by production, like, bring up that Marlena's an Olympian. Because he's like, so, the way that you ran in the obstacle course, that's, like, Olympian speed? And she's like, I am an Olympian. He's like, you are? (laughs) That's so weird that I just could tell from the... Three foot sprint that you ran before entering the <laughs> obstacle course. Um, but she's she's very sweet with him as well.
2: And then Clayton finally sits with Shanae, and she's worked herself up, and she's like, "I'm sad and frustrated and mad because there are red flags in the house." And he's like, "Uh, what? Say more about that?" And she says, "Elizabeth." And then she proceeds to give the worst explanation (laughs) of why Elizabeth is a red flag. She says, I clicked with her. And then the next day, she didn't talk to me. She's two-faced and not here for the right reasons. And Clayton bafflingly takes this at face value and is like, oh, well, Shanae said Elizabeth isn't here for the right reasons because Elizabeth one time didn't talk to her. So... I like, should probably investigate Thank you for this. bringing this to my attention. Great point. I feel like leads have begun to
3: overcorrect for the sense that, yes. like, if you very graciously bring a problem in the house to the lead's attention, that you get punished for it. And they're like, I don't want to shoot the messenger. And now it's, like, a
2: strategy. Like, you should be able to, to use – be it somewhat discerning here. Yeah. Like, you asked her for information, and she said – this woman wasn't, like, effusively trying to be my friend. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I hate how contestants will do this.
3: They'll bring up something vaguely, and then when the lead asks for specifics, they'll be like, here's a specific. And then they'll go back to the group and be like, well, he asked me. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> is that what happened? like, not exactly, uh you sort of started a conversation about information you wanted to give him. And so the next line of my notes, I have written Colton
2: Clayton goes (laughs) in and grabs Elizabeth. (laughs) Help. Uh, And Everyone (laughs) is very confused because I don't think there's actually been any open conflict with Elizabeth up to this point. They're asking like what's going on. And Shanae is just like, I I have no idea.
3: I don't know. I don't know. But in her in the moment, she says, and again, it's like, why are you saying all of this in public? Um, this is a competition. I want to win. What? Did you think I was just going to keep going and let you be ahead of me? Which, like, at least pretend in your in the moments to be genuinely upset with Elizabeth. But at no point in any of these in the moments is she saying that. She's saying, like, I want to take Elizabeth down.
4: <laughs> I didn't even know that's what ITM stood for and I was on the show. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. And so also I misuse them because sometimes they're not in the moment interviews. They're from other (laughs) times. But anyway, Clayton sits uh, Elizabeth down and brings up this tension with Shanae that she was called two-faced. And he's basically just his interrogation technique is just like so he just seems so confused. And like at sea, he's like, I don't know what that means or what's going on or like what's happening. But I guess I want to get your side
2: of the story. Like, I'm just like, what's. What's happening? (laughs) Elizabeth handles this quite well. She is genuinely baffled. She says, I really don't know. As far as I know, there's no issue between us. But, you know, I'm happy to speak with her about it. And that's sort of where it ends. Well, she also adds that
3: Shanae actually pushed her over very hard in the race. Uh, And she's like, I chose not to say anything to you before because I was focused on you. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't have mentioned that. But also maybe not the worst thing to let him know that like cuts both ways here. That like he should be. I also feel like she's she sort of earned the right because she didn't start it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The question really is just like I support it, but I'm like, how will it work with? Clayton.
2: Yeah, no, that is still, that's an the open The key question. is always how to make Clayton
3: like you in life. And so Elizabeth returns to the group and asks Shanae to come talk, at which point all the women immediately are like, she fucking lied to us. She said she didn't know what was happening, and clearly she went to Clayton and said some shit about Elizabeth.
2: So, oh my god, this exchange oh god. between Elizabeth and Shanae is, again, unhinged. <laughs> I...
3: Yeah, so things get really problematic again, um, and
1: basically we have a clip. Yeah, of Elizabeth tells the Shanae the first part of this. She's, yeah, we have a clip. Me, you, and NC were talking out by the pool. I was trying to engage in the conversation, and I didn't feel like you were like looking at me and acknowledging me. That's a mean girl vibe to me. So like, I want to explain something about myself. Yeah, it's really hard for me to have multiple
4: auditory inputs because I can't process the information. I have ADHD, I've had it really bad since I was a kid. Okay. Like, I was probably just really trying to concentrate on what NC was trying to say to me. Okay. And maybe you had said something in the middle of her saying something or me saying something. And
1: I just, I can't like hear it. Like I literally was trying to, I was talking to you and NC and you literally weren't even looking at me. I just explained that to you though. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm reiterating like what, how I felt. You're one way, one minute with me and then you're, one the next like that's two-faced to me at which point
3: elizabeth is like babe you pushed me today so like <laughs> if you feel like we're tight you probably shouldn't be pushing me either like what's worse here really um this is like a very a sort of confusing conversation i think that shanae is just not prepared for elizabeth to have anything to come back with here and then when elizabeth is like i understand what you're saying but it's something that happens to me because of my Mental health diagnosis. Shanae is just like, well, but it happened. But you're and bad. But you're me. bad. Like, and also Clayton asked. So yeah, Clayton asked. Um, yeah, this was like I've never seen. I don't know, that I I feel like it's been a while if we've ever seen something like this happen where there's been like some drama and then it's turned into kind of a conversation about mental health in this way. Um, But Elizabeth tries to wrap it up. She's like, this doesn't need to really go any further. I don't want you to feel hurt.
2: Let's move forward. Let's hug. She handles this gamely. Um, And Elizabeth has fairly... uh, realizes that this probably means that she will not be getting the group date rose because there has been kind of like a black mark uh next to her name but because of what shanae said. Fortunately
3: shanae doesn't get it either. Clayton gives oh, it I'm to so glad. Sarah for just Sarah. being like so for the right reasons.
2: Sweet Sarah. <laughs> and shanae is furious. And as as She's like I deserved that. As
3: Clayton leaves, Elizabeth makes a questionable choice here to bring things up again in front of the whole group she's like sarah i'm happy that you got time
2: but i'm not happy that you got time shanae and shanae is like this is what i mean i get the temptation to just dig at shanae because she's so obnoxious but not a good strategic move because it just starts them going back and forth at each other and Lindsay, frankly relatably, just gets up and walks off and is like Shane is so stupid. Why do they keep going back and forth? No one cares.
4: That really summed everything up so <laughs> nice. I was glad this happened though, because then we got the uh the bizarre conversation where Shanae kept insisting that Elizabeth had said, I love you.
3: Yeah. She's like, you said you love me. And Elizabeth is like, I would never say that you did something really <laughs> hurtful to me. And I definitely didn't say that. She said,
2: no, I said, I apologize that you were hurt and said, I hope we can move forward. And she's like, but wow, you, you love me. It's really weird and then that you're like, saying this right now. And then she's
3: like, well, now I'm confused. You told me you had ADHD and now everyone looks very uncomfortable Elizabeth is like, I do have ADHD. Do you want to
2: talk to me about any more of my mental health issues? It was so bizarre. And Shanae again says, do you guys understand how I'm feeling when someone is telling me they love me? And Elizabeth's like, again, I did not say I loved you. You literally told the guy I like that I am, quote, two-faced and a red flag. And so Shanae tries to,
3: she's like, I'm done. She, she leaves. She's like ADHD, my ass. And this is sort of her approach to it. The rest of the episode is just like, it's
2: like every your mental health diagnosis your mental, is bullshit. It's bullshit. Is basically her. It's fake. But it's it's also, an excuse. Also, everyone has but it. But also I, everyone has it, including me. Like,
4: so children have it. That was my favorite line.
3: Jacqueline, were you like, this is the representation I want of how people discuss ADHD on <laughs> prime just time so television. funny. Well,
4: I, and, you know, I have ADHD, so I'm just watching this from, like, I, I think the thing that happens with ADHD, right, is that Elizabeth, I don't think she was seeking sympathy there, but when you have it, you wind up no. pissing people off a lot. And so it mm-hmm. it can be like, a look, look, I just want you to know this isn't because I don't care about you. Um, it's not because I'm trying to just blow you off or whatever. It's just this thing that I deal with and then she took it and made it into made it as though Elizabeth was trying to sell this sob story which can be kind of embarrassing for somebody with ADHD because it's like look I'm not really trying to get attention I just want to explain why I accidentally pissed you off maybe and then she turns it into this whole like oh she has ADHD she has ADHD oh how pathetic like what a like <laughs>
2: yeah it was frankly F- super fucked she ends up doing like, like, like a little thought a, a
3: little like yeah. almost comedy routine like oh i i feel really bad she has adhd you guys have you heard like oh, i feel terrible for upsetting her and it's like that literally isn't what elizabeth was Not saying or trying elizabeth to do. was
2: actually quite generously trying to give context as to right. why a situation might have come up as you said jacqueline that unintentionally hurt shanae's feelings and shanae is just so cruel and immature in response and this continues right into the cocktail party which we head basically right into
3: yeah except for a brief glimpse of cassidy being like please squash this beef you don't want to be in a beef and Janae's like great i definitely will do that i created the beef (laughs) i made a big deal out of it but i'm definitely going to squash it tonight by once again making a public spectacle of elizabeth's adhd
2: Eliza and Jill do get a little bit of time yes. um, during the beginning of the cocktail party. I was glad to see our our two lovely ladies who didn't get a date um, get in some one on one time with Clayton before Shanae inevitably took over the night again.
3: Yeah, Eliza does some scrapbooking with Clayton. She loves scrapbooking. I love they her. They kiss. Um, she looks great in like a light brown sort of gown or, or dress. It's very pretty. Um jill also gets some time and tells him that it's basically it's hard for me to like know how to show my interest in you and he says you must be a confident woman and she's like very flat again once again he like says something to a woman about their personal (laughs) qualities that like everyone seems surprised by it's like where did you get that (laughs) she's like okay (laughs) great thank you um he talks to hunter gabby gabby brought another big pillow with his face printed on it and gets a kiss from him as a reward and then then shanae
2: is like it's time for me to squash this beef because elizabeth loves me as she very clearly said to me multiple times she's like she like loves me but then like She like forgot, I guess,
3: because she has ADHD, liberal use of finger quotes. So since that conversation the night before, they haven't really spoken. Like Elizabeth hasn't been looking
2: at her, I guess. So Shanae pulls her aside and is like, Elizabeth, um, I think we were on the same page yesterday. And Elizabeth says, no, actually, we weren't. And then they have the following exchange, which we have a clip of.
1: So is it your ADHD or is it me that you have a problem with? I think this is really inappropriate, Shanae. So are you telling everyone in the house you you have ADHD? You already brought it to the attention. I didn't tell anyone you have ADHD. I have ADHD. You absolutely did Everyone, I mean, (laughs) little kids have ADHD. Okay. And I think you're using that as an excuse.
3: Okay. First thing I want to say, major Alexis Rose vibes from Shanae in this exchange, like the obliviousness and like, The facial expressions (laughs) and that is not like a flattering move to go for (laughs) necessarily Um, she's just throwing everything out there she's like I didn't tell anyone you had ADHD everyone has it I have it kids have it you're using it as an excuse
4: by the way, having symptoms when you are a child is a necessary diagnostic criteria for having ADHD. Well, so. yeah, it's like yes, adults have it. can't
3: have it because kids like adults have lots of things that kids have. Like <laughs> yeah, what it's are you talking an about? insane argument. It's it's incredibly uh, inappropriate. She's straight up lying, and we have footage of it. So
2: we know that she told obvious, all the women. But, and also And also all the other women heard her say that. Yeah. It's not a secret. And
3: Elizabeth is like, okay, if you want to apologize me for telling everyone that I have ADHD, then great. But if not, I'm going to go. So she leaves. And Shanae sort of like looks back, seemingly at a camera, and is like, okay, but I have ADHD too. Which is just the cherry. It's like, what do you think you're accomplishing with that? Um, And then Elizabeth goes back inside, tells all the other women what happened. And so when Shanae returns, Kira gamely brings it up
2: and is like what yeah. the hell kira and kate kind of spearhead this conversation um two of you know our, our resident women in their 30s and <laughs> they're like well maybe you could just apologize uh, well that- so the way that shanae explains what happened here is really
3: confusing because i can't even tell if she's completely lying or just leaving things out certainly what she describes we did not see she's like Tonight, I went outside and overheard Elizabeth crying and saying she has ADHD. (laughs) We
2: didn't see anything like this happen. Maybe it did. But Elizabeth rightly is like, but you already knew that I had ADHD because we had a conversation about it. And then you also told everyone that I had ADHD. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, that's
3: her thing to share if she wants to. And, like, you need to just apologized to her which Shanae cannot do without adding a but at the end she's like
2: yeah I screwed up I'm sorry but also you knew who I f-. and and Kate keeps cutting her off and saying no 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 this is how you apologize you just you just say the apology and then you stop she cannot do it and she gets so in her own way that even Cassidy ultimately is like I cannot stand behind you yeah
3: Cassidy is like, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're making it through training camp. We have to release you now.
2: <laughs> yeah, this mentorship has failed. It's run its course. And Kate <laughs> turns to the camera and is like, I feel brain dead after this interaction, which relatable. Yeah. I think Elizabeth also says that she feels
3: gaslit, like, oh, there's so much happening. Buzzword. Um, yeah. <laughs> has to be in at least oh. one episode of every season of The Bachelor, and I bet it will be in more. Um, Meanwhile, Cassidy is getting more time with Clayton and being like, I knew you'd be into me because I'm confident. You love confident women. That's so great. I'm going to stick around. I'm crushing on you big time. Clayton is, like, analyzing her moves, like game tape. He's like, it's really bold to do what you're doing. It really separates you to take this approach. It's a it's a good differentiator. He's like, you bring a skill to the table that none of the other players do. It's a very weird reaction to have to someone who you're ostensibly, like, dating. Dating? Just to be like, the strategy of yours. Oh, it's unique. I'll say that for it.
2: <laughs> but this is the point in which Cassidy's overconfidence comes back to bite her because it turns out that Sierra had an exchange with Cassidy, I guess the day before. And she is ready to talk about it with Clayton. I think we have a clip of the flashback footage that we blessedly get.
1: Earlier today, Cassidy told me that she's got a buddy back home.
0: There's one guy that I've been hooking up with on and off for a while. He's a few years younger. He FaceTimed me while I was at the hotel, and I told him I was about to leave for filming. I couldn't tell him what for, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. On that FaceTime, he was like, well, whatever the show it is you're on, like, I can't wait for you to get back. Let's watch it together. And, you know, if, if there was... Hi! Okay. So
3: what what's weird is that this conversation is sort of interrupted such that we don't hear whether she was about
4: to be like, and then I was like, I blew him off or whatever. But I do just want to passionately say here that Cassidy didn't do anything wrong because half the contestants have like fuck buddies back home and I mean, you're going to get dumped on the show. And then of <laughs> course you're going to go back and date somebody else. So I the just, whole
3: point of a fuck buddy is to have regular sex when you're not in a relationship. Exactly. And like, in fact, right, it so what I'm hearing single. is she's not in a relationship. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> this made me so mad. I was like, what is wrong with having a fuck buddy? She should be a I celibate. thought it was a weird move. A weird move to, like, brag about it in this way to Sierra because that's not, like, strategically unwise. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, what, why does that reflect poorly on her, I don't know, desire to find a relationship? Like, you're not allowed to have sex within a three-month vicinity of going on this show.
0: Well, yeah. And if someone, if <laughs> no. someone
2: else you were, you used to be sexually involved with, texts you you need to be like immediately kicked off oh no
4: it was insane it's so uh, it's so like old this is just like another moment that was like yeah we're back in the past with the bachelor like women it's a it's a scar on their character to be having casual sex or to be interested or involved with anybody other than me even though this is a, a show where I date 25 women it's just oh, that kind well, of thing. Well, only
3: he's allowed to do that, right. Jacqueline. I know. That's,
2: yeah. He's a man. If you're really a woman <laughs> yeah. who's ready
3: for marriage, you are not having sex. Like, you are just, like, doing a lot of thinking
2: So you're about- having sex at the exact right time, only with The Bachelor, but also you're not a virgin. But <laughs> you haven't done it that recently because he doesn't want to be soiled by another man. The perfect Bachelor you know? contestant is, like, a born-again virgin.
3: It's like – I have become re-virginized because it's been so long since I've had a fuck buddy. But like, I will do it with you in the fantasy suite. That's the dream. Uh,
4: I was on. I was on a phone call with my uh, the guy I had just started dating when we when I was driving and when I was in the taxi to the hotel. I mean, wow. In I mean, the conversation, well, that's for the like,
2: wrong reason. And look at you now. Look at you me know? No. That's why you're so unsuccessful in relationships. Um, <laughs> I don't know how your fiance feels about the fact <laughs> you once had a fuck buddy, but I'm sure he's deeply concerned. <laughs> or someone you were dating. Uh yeah. So
3: so basically, I think that Cassidy's big mistake is just talking about it in a sort of off-putting way, like and giving this ammunition to someone in the house before she's even sure that she has a strong relation.
2: Like, why would she think Sierra would keep her secret, basically? Right. It's just strategically Unwise, and it's not going to. And also, Clayton is a really bad investigator. Yeah. And like, fair or not, with no discernment.
3: Clayton doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to be like, whatever. Like, I think that, like, anytime a guy hears that you're having sex with someone else, they're just like, why bother? You know, <laughs> like, never mind. I've got 20 other women here. So, the bachelor specifically. So, she's given Sierra this ammunition. Sierra has decided to deploy it because Cassidy is making them all feel like they're covered in crawling fire ants at all times and she's like i've got to take care of this she sits with clayton and says i have to tell you that cassidy has a friend with benefits that she facetimed with right before she met you and she told me that on the facetime her fuck buddy said that they would do nasty things when she got back from filming that it would be cuddling season which i didn't know was a thing but i love it and she's like, obviously, she's not here for love with you. We've already discussed the problematic assumptions there. But
2: Clayton is. Clayton is compelled by this, yes. which doesn't particularly speak well for him, given how much he seemed to be into Cassidy about five minutes ago, but... The only thing he liked about Cassidy was that Cassidy was basically,
3: like, acting like she'd never, like, meet another man again. She's like, I'm so <laughs> into
2: you. Like, I need this to happen. And that Right. I good. guess that image is now sullied. So Clayton seems to be implying that he is just gonna send her right home because at the very end of the episode, we end on a cliffhanger. We see him approach Jesse Palmer and say, Jesse... Has anyone ever taken a rose back before? Dun, dun, dun. Dun,
3: dun, dun. Meanwhile, Cassie is like, I've got a rose. What's he going to do? And I'm like, well, he could send you home next week, first of all. Like, secondly, I bet he can take a rose back if he really wants to. So I bet he can. Jesse Palmer, well. in a way, took a rose back because he accidentally called the wrong girl's name at a rose ceremony. Famously. <laughs> Wasn't that Jesse? like called the wrong girl's name and then had to be like oh sorry was it
2: Brad was that Brad it was Jesse I don't know
3: (laughs) should have done my research before um but yeah so the house is in turmoil and it definitely was Jesse Palmer I I googled it um so Jesse's like it you know he would know better than basically any bachelor whether you can take a rose back and I can't wait to find out what he says in two weeks when The Bachelor returns. That's right. We're getting a week off next week
2: for football-related
3: yeah. reasons, I think.
2: Yes, I think so. It's always football. football. is very important, and I think Clayton, frankly, would agree. Yeah, Clayton's like, who finally something good on TV.
3: <laughs> thank you so much for coming
4: on. All right. Thank you, guys. Listen to my podcast, everyone. Okay, I'll, I'll see you later
2: and on that note I think it's time for love to see it hate to see it let's start with love to see it
3: love to see the great cameos this week Hillary Duff and Z-Way just
2: so good the gifts just kept giving particularly we loved to see Hillary's just overt disdain for Cassidy and of course Z-Way Making Sinead do the nene, which she is predictably terrible at.
3: Yeah, I just really want to see Hillary and Z kind of replace Jesse Palmer and like have more presence on this show. But I think neither a, of them want that. Job. Them want that. <laughs> uh, we love to see just a beautiful friendship and mentorship forming in the house. You know, it's unfortunate that it's between Sinead and Cassidy. But we still love to see the shine theory in action. Women supporting women, lifting each other up. You know, it's just so beautiful.
2: We also really love to see the 32-year-olds just, like, shining in their maturity. Elizabeth handled that verbal assault on her, frankly, quite well. And Kate gamely did the work of explaining what an apology is.
3: I do think Kate is fully auditioning for Selling Sunset. And, you know so far so good for me I'd love that for her and now it's time for hate to see it Uh, hate to see Cassidy sticking all the other women with the work and then dropping Maya's birthday cake I mean I know it's probably not a real birthday but like it's just kind of rude like it's cake I want to be able to like eat that cake once again cakes get no respect on this show
2: We also absolutely hate to see Sinead repeatedly calling herself Sineaday. As we discussed earlier, this name has a long history of being a mocking term and a caricature aimed at Black women and loaded with a lot of really nasty stereotypes, specifically about poor Black women.
3: Yeah, really hated that. Also hate to see Sinead just fully taking Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's legs out in the competition, I think that this is a thing that is going to be more and more common because they get away with it. That's like, you can just, like, cheat and, like, assault other people during these competitions because no one is going to issue any consequences in any way, <laughs> and uh, it's hard to see the women being, like, increasingly more, like, violent
2: with each other and inconsiderate. We also really hated to see Sinead's entire attitude towards Elizabeth when she generously explained her ADHD diagnosis um, and tried to provide context for her behavior. And Sinead proceeded to mock her ADHD suggest that it's fake, an excuse, say she has ADHD and all children have ADHD, uh, and also proceeded to then tell all of the other women in the house about Elizabeth's private medical information. And then deny it, that she had done that. And then deny it. There are layers to this. But it was just—it was gross and ableist and just really not the way that you want to see people— treating each other's mental health issues yeah and
3: on a final note a bachelor classic hate to see so many mentions of the claws coming out in this episode oh my god so many women are literally being like i'm unsheathing my claws for a cat fight right now
2: <laughs> i'm just yeah, like everyone's them referencing their own proverbial claws like yeah wild shit and now let's
3: discuss our rating for this week, tailgate energy out of Bud Lights. And, you know, across the top, I maybe thought less um, than, than because, you know, he wasn't doing as much like hyping up on the sidelines style Clayton uh, outbursts. But then I thought about the level of like game tape analysis that he was doing Plus, the milk chugging and jello diving by women in little white shorts. And
2: I was like, actually, there's some real tailgate energy here. Yeah, there's a real moderate amount of Bud Lights, I think, being shown. do we think a six, a seven, maybe? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a seven, actually. I
3: was thinking yeah. six last night, but the more I think about it. I think a seven feels right. Yeah. Um seven bud Lights. That was like the frattiest obstacle course we've had in in a minute. And every time that Clayton was like, I see a lot of promise in you, uh, to one of the women, I felt myself just deposited into an NFL broadcast and that is the vibe of his season it's coming through
2: and that's it for love to see it with emma and claire thanks to our guest jacqueline trumbull you can find her podcast a little help for our friends anywhere that you listen to podcasts highly recommend checking that out
3: Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer.
2: If you like our show, please follow, rate us five stars, and leave a review. And of course, spread the word about the show, especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends.
3: If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature them in an upcoming
2: mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. And you can find our newsletter, rich text on Substack at Claire and
3: I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week with a new podcast and in two weeks to recap the next stage of Clayton's journey. Can you
0: keep up? I like it.
2: when tillamook ice cream beckons you to the freezer aisle which irresistibly creamy flavor do you choose while you're thinking try not to
0: fuck up the glass
4: tillamook ice cream extraordinary dairy i live by routines especially my same day delivery routine was shipped because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shift, delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com.